I want you to remember that God, God's created everything you see. He breathed it into existence. Remember when his people were caught up in slavery? He rescued them. What he did was he parted the sea and he made a way for them and then he delivered their enemies to them and he unlocks wounds and he provides water from a rock and he provides manna from heaven and he brought down the walls of Jericho. He froze the sun allowing victory. He's toppled giants with tiny stones. He's brought fire from heaven. He shut the mouths of lions. He preserved life in the belly of a well. He's fed thousands with a few loaves. He gives the weak strength. He heals the sick. He's made the blind see, the deaf ear, the mute speak, the lame walk, and he's overcome evil, and he's made a way through death for you and me by the death and the resurrection of the Son, Jesus Christ, that we will live with him forever. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever. What are we afraid of? His resume is flawless. He controls everything. And he loves you. And so good morning, church family. It is an interesting time indeed. If you would have told me it was an act of love that when I saw someone, I would walk as far away from them as possible, I would have looked at you kind of funny. If you would have told me there was a time coming where family and friends wanted me to come over and I said, no, I love you so much, I'm not going to see you. (laughs) I would have scratched my head and wondered why. These are strange times indeed. This past week was called off all public parks and gatherings. There's a trail right next to our house and there's this barricade saying you can't go on a trail for the forest preserve. There's a police officer uh, trying to get people who are rebellious off of that trail. In fact, uh, I never knew what social distancing was, but now even as I walk, as I uh, go by people, I'm trying to measure what six feet is. And so it's an incredible time of distancing, of separation. And and there's good reason for it. If you've been listening to our leaders and you're looking at how COVID-19 is contracted, you know you want to stay apart from those uh, to protect others uh, from carrying that virus and, and getting infected. But it's not just that we're separated from people. We're separated from a lot of the things we're usually used to doing. Kids who are separated from their schools. And yeah, e-learning is something, but it's it's not face-to-face and you're not seeing your friends. Workers who are missing work by this point, they'd like to get together and they can't. I consider this past week in Chicago, we're we're kind of a baseball town. Uh, Go Sox, go Cubs. And uh, it was supposed to be opening day. And, and so people are posting on Facebook how they're grilling out at home because there's, you know, no one around and, and, and they're showing reruns of the Old World series. Even at church. This is a little different, isn't it? <laughs> Being on the couch, perhaps in your PJs. Man, we are separated. You know, I had to laugh. I, 
saw a, a, a video of what it will be like when I, I think when our church body gets together again. And if you're looking for a laugh, I think this is what it's going to look like, especially if you're a hugger. Uh, have you seen this one? That day is coming. (laughs) I don't know when, but that day is coming. In the meantime, though, what we know is this, that this is a time of unprecedented separation. In fact, if, if you're a Bible scholar, it reminds me of this disease called leprosy. I remember learning about this disease, and I recently learned that it is a disease where you can no longer feel pain. And, and so because of this, your eyes, they don't blink any longer when they get dry, and so you can go blind. Uh, people would lose limbs of their fingers and their nose, and it's kind of interesting. It's because when rats would gnaw on these things, they wouldn't feel it and shoo them off. It was a deadly disease, and it was highly contagious. And so if you were a leper, you had to live all by yourself, apart from family and friends, In fact, in the book of Leviticus, it says, if you had leprosy, you had to go around yelling, unclean, unclean. Which is why that account when Jesus comes to the ten with leprosy and heals them, you can imagine what kind of joy they had. You can imagine uh, the joy of going back to their families, of going to get a job, of being in the public parks and not yelling unclean. Uh, How wonderful Jesus' power was. That same power exists, friends. I want to welcome you again. If maybe you're watching for the first time an Amazing Love broadcast, maybe you're uh, you know, tuning in because your wife or your husband is, uh, welcome, by the way. And I wanted to welcome you whether it is your first time listening to this message or maybe you've been with us for the hundredth time. I want to welcome you from all over. I, I saw former members um, like Abby Cuck. Uh, I saw the Supple family in Texas. Um, I saw Ryan Bussey. Hi, Ryan. Good to see you online. And um, it, it's just so wonderful to be together this way. But what you need to know is that you're loved by a God who's covered all sin. What you need to know is that God is with you now. And that's why we can be unafraid. In fact, this time reminds me of when the disciples were really afraid. There's this account where the fishermen got so afraid of a storm that they thought they were going to die. And so they woke up Jesus from asleep, and this is how it went down. It it said this, He got up, he rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And the wind died down, it was completely calm. But he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? This is the God who with a word says, quiet. COVID, be quiet. He can do that. But in the meantime, I wonder what he's asking us. Do you have faith? Do you see him reigning right now? Let's just call out our reasons for faith. Can you repeat after me? I am not afraid because Jesus is with me. Amen and amen. We are not afraid. The God who spoke a word to calm a sea, he is still in control, and he still loves us. So this morning, I wanted to fill your mind with with some sweet portions of Scripture. 
And I was thinking of all the scriptures that you could just pump in your mind. I wanted to give you a little bit of Romans 8, one of the very sweetest sections. In this chapter, Paul is talking to Christians in Rome, and he starts it off by saying, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You don't have to worry, no matter what you've done, it's forgiven through the blood of Jesus. No condemnation through faith in him. It goes on to say that, you know, while we're on earth, we're tenting. Someday we will be in our heavenly splendor. And by the way, that future glory will outweigh anything we go through now. Romans 8, it's that, that chapter with the most quoted passage. Romans 8, 28. We know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, called according to his purpose. And the capstone of Romans 8? That's what I want to share with you now. That's what we're going to meditate on. So you can follow along either in your Bibles, in the handout on Facebook, or on the screen. Here it is. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is in your corner, what power, what disease, what enemy can stand against you? Answer is none. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, also interceding for us. I want you to say this yellow part with me. Are you ready? Say it out loud. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, Neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. These are just awesome, awesome words. Uh, could you tell someone who's at home or say out loud, nothing's going to separate me from the love of God. May God bless our discussion of these words. You know, it's a big time in the Bloomer household, and that's because Bella's in eighth grade. And we have decided that when you're in eighth grade, you are finally able to get a cell phone. <laughs> and a cell phone, if, if you've made that choice for your kids, it is a game changer. I praise God for the timing of the cell phone because now as she's sheltering in home, she has a lot of friends to keep up with, uh, either through FaceTime or through Snapchat. Uh, good timing. God is gracious, Bella, do you see? <laughs> It's not only a game changer for activity, but it's kind of an investment. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's a big gift, right, parents? Well, I was thinking about, uh, let's say, a hypothetical situation. I just gave Bella a cell phone, a big gift. And what if she comes to me on a day and she's really, really concerned about a smaller thing? What if she comes to me and says, Dad, Dad, is there going to be enough food in the cupboard? Are, you, are we going to have breakfast tomorrow? Dad, Dad, I, I just wore out my pair of shoes. My foot is too big. Are you going to get me some more shoes? Dad, Dad, what, what if we lose our house? Will you make sure that I have a bed to sleep in? You know what I could say to all this? Bella, Bella, 
I gave you a cell phone. It's a big deal. Of course I'm going to provide all the little things. I want to make sure you have breakfast and shoes and clothes to wear. I want to make sure you have a bed to sleep in. If I give you these big things, of course I'm going to give you the smaller ones. I bring this up because now many Christians are coming to their, their Heavenly Father. And maybe right now you're saying, Dad, Dad, are you going to provide enough food for tomorrow and the next day? Dad, Dad, am I going to have enough clothes to wear and a job to work at? Hey, hey Dad, what about the future? Is it going to be okay? You know what our Heavenly Father says? He doesn't remind us he gave us a cell phone. He says, I gave you something so much greater. I gave you the greatest treasure I have. My son, Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you everything else that you need. Paul, he put it this way. Paul said, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? And so you might be separate from a lot of different things right now, but here's the first takeaway. Nothing's going to separate you from God's provision. The God who gave you the biggest gift in his son knows how to provide all the smaller things, the things essential to daily life. You can trust in that. In fact, we're seeing uh, God's response through certain avenues. Uh, maybe you saw that uh, our government uh, passed a stimulus package, $2 trillion. And, and my understanding is that if you make less than $99,000, uh, you get uh, $1,200 per adult, $500 per child. Uh, so some households will get on average $3,000 if they're a household of four. All right, that, that's something. Some of you may know you can call your bank, and, and maybe if you're having trouble with your mortgage, th they might give you some forgiveness over paying that next mortgage payment. People are being very generous in different ways, whether it be unemployment, whether it be a benefits package, paying their employees even while they're not working. Evidence that God loves us. Evidence that God uses earthly means. Now, don't put your hope in your work. Don't put your hope in government. But put your hope in Dad, who gave you such a big thing that of course, he's going to give you the smaller things, all that you need for body and for life. You know, another section of scripture that I just really love is when God compares our parenting to his own. <laughs> and maybe you know as a parent what it's like to want to give your child something good. And so in Luke, there's this sweet section which says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? It reminds me, when my daughter opened the iPhone package, uh, a snake wasn't in there, was it? <laughs> what, what else does it say? Ask for an egg and we'll give him a scorpion. I didn't put a scorpion in there either. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit and all that is needed to those who ask? God has yet to give snakes and scorpions. And so we can put our trust in him. You know, as we go on, I, I was considering a story I heard of someone who was by a carrier of COVID-19. Uh, this guy was Pastor Craig Rochelle, and he was at a conference in Germany. As he was traveling home from that conference, he had heard that he was at a roundtable discussion with someone who has a confirmed case of COVID-19. 
But he heard this as he was on the plane. But now he had an obligation. He had to tell people that he was by someone with COVID-19. Can you imagine their reaction? He said he could feel the glares of the other passengers, passengers just searing his skin. The flight attendants who had their own thoughts and kept away. That They were all probably thinking in their heads, how dare you be on here and why am I on the same flight with this person and oh, you horrible, horrible person. He said he understood what it felt to be like a leper. Can you imagine if that was you? If you were on the plane and you were by someone with COVID-19, how people would look at you and how they might separate themselves. Do you know, spiritually speaking, we're all carrying something worse than COVID-19? The Bible confirms that we are all spiritually broken with sin. We all know what it is to be loveless, to think horrible thoughts, and to be mean. We've all gotten it wrong. And this sin deserves something. In Isaiah 59, it says not flight attendants, not passengers should be separated, but God. Isaiah said this, your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Because of sin, the natural reaction of God should be like this to us. No, I don't hear you. Uh, I'm getting away. I'm getting away. Unclean, unclean. We are carriers of sin, and that would be the case except for our rescue, except for Jesus. See, though we were carrying sin, he was carrying grace. And his grace made a way for us to be healed. That though we were separated from God, he would face that separation on the cross so that we'd never have to be separated again. Though we have a disease that deserves punishment, he bore the weight of that punishment on the cross once for all. So that you and I are healed through faith in Christ. In fact, that's what Paul reminds us of. He asks a rhetorical question. Who is the one who condemns? Say this at home. No one. In fact, Christ Jesus, the one who will be the judge someday, is the very one who died in your place. The judge dies to give you a, a clean verdict. A verdict of not guilty who was raised to life, he right now is seated at the right hand of God, which means he's in power above every authority, and he's interceding for us to the Father. He's saying, no, 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 uh, they're clean. They're holy. They're pure. What's so great about all of this is that though we may be separated from other things, nothing can separate you from the peace that is yours in Jesus. I was imagining this week, what if at Amazing Love, we had the cure to COVID-19? What, what if we were the ones who, who somehow came upon the solution, and, and, and we, it not only worked 100% of the time, but that we had stockpiles of it to give out to anyone who comes? I think that Amazing Love would probably be on the map if we had the cure. People would have heard of Frankfurt, Illinois. And people would flock to try to be healed. Now, unfortunately, we don't have the cure to COVID-19. But friends, do you see it rightly? We carry the cure for something greater. We who are also now carriers of grace have the remedy for sin, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. 
And so you can come, you can tune in online, you can come to church when ready, and you can hear that your sins are forgiven. And not even death can get in the way of you being with God. You are pure and holy. We are carriers of this grace. If you're in Christ Jesus, you also have the cure to something so far greater than COVID-19. You are a carrier of grace as well. You know, this section is so wonderful. And the theme over it all is this next takeaway, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And this reminds me of all the things that love does for one another. I wonder, how far have you gone to love someone else? If you'll permit a story. I remember when I was dating Catherine, and it was spring break time. And I wanted to get to MLC earlier in order to surprise her and to have some extra hours together. But the day I picked to travel was a horrible weather day. It started uh, while I was approaching lacrosse, and snow was coming down. And the snow started getting packed, and I could do, you know, staying in the tread for a while. But then it continued to get worse, and as I was at lacrosse, it was so blustery going up the bluffs that I couldn't see more than five feet in front of me. I had to look for the yellow strip on the line right beside me. I would turn on the radio, and they would tell me that there was a blizzard going on and that I should get off the roads. I powered through. After I powered through and was by Mankato, there was just a sheet of ice like pure ice, not a tread to be found. And so for the next two hours from Mankato to New Alm, wondering if I was going to slip, seeing all these other cars in the ditch, thinking I was really dumb, but I had no other place to be or go. But I got there. I did it. I saw the one that I loved, and I went through everything just to do that. That's how far love goes. What did Jesus do? Jesus, he, he saw all the storms that were coming. As he sets out resolutely for Jerusalem, knowing what's going to happen in Holy Week. As he's in the upper room and he sees Judas go out to betray him. As he's arrested, as he's in trial and knows what's going to go down. He goes to Herod and to Pilate. He's mocked. He's flogged. He's crucified. Because he would tell you and he would tell me. That's how far love goes. There's nothing, no cross, not even death itself, that can separate you from my love. What did Paul say? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or sword? No, none of these, not one of them, can separate us from the love of of Christ Jesus. How awesome is this? But before we go, there's a final thought for today. And here I want to talk about the victory that can be ours. You know, I got to confess, one thing I am missing is I am missing baseball. And I welcome you Sox fans. 2005 was a big year for you. Welcome you Cubs fans. 2016 was a big year. And I consider big victories and what I get. In 2016, what I have from that day is this piece of memorabilia, the Chicago Tribune from that day. I also have some hats. They're like $6. Some T-shirts, sweatshirts, right? They were all on sale. 
And, and I recognize that when the Cubs win, I got something. But it doesn't actually amount to all that much. They didn't send me one of those rings. I didn't get a trophy. No, I just got faded memorabilia. I don't know about you. Sox fans, do you have stuff like this? Then I consider the victory of Jesus. Jesus dies and he rises. And I don't just get faded memorabilia. No, I have spiritual implications right now. Because of his victory, I am at peace with God. Because of his victory, I'm protected by God. Because of his victory, I know not even death can get in the way of me being enveloped with his love forever. And see what nothing can separate you from right now? Nothing can separate you from the victory that is yours in Jesus. In fact, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, it's interesting that at this time, so many people are seeing the victory they have in Jesus. I don't know what your social media life is like, uh, but for me, this last week, I saw a brother-in-law, you know, doing devotions, another brother uh, giving a table talk. Uh, last week, I streamed uh, five different services to hear the Word of God. And, and I think of even what God is doing through our own Facebook page. Last week, through some Psalms, 50,000 people uh, got touched by Amazing Love's ministry. Over 4,000 people watched those videos. I wonder how many people will be reached through this right now. In fact, I, I love this quote that I saw online, that there are no movies, no concerts, no sporting events, no restaurants, no gatherings, limited workload. Now that I've cleared your schedule, can we talk now? What is God maybe trying to do? He's trying to share with you a victory. He's trying to share with you love. I hope you find him during this time. I hope that for some, it's kind of like the story of the prodigal. The prodigal who exhausted every other option and then finally thought, man, nothing's as good as being at home. Nothing's as good as being with my dad. I wonder if he'll take me back. And the father's response? Come on home. It's safe here. I have a victory here. Put a ring on the finger and sandals on the feet. Let's throw a feast. Because this one has found my love once again. May it be true for you as well. And now let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that during this time you have not left me. I ask that you would assure me of your power to watch over me and take care of me. Forgive my sins and my doubts. Sustain me through the future struggles and doubts that we might have. Help me to see that nothing can get in the way of you being good to me and you being God. We ask, according to your will, a quick end to COVID-19, but we trust in you and your goodness in the meantime. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, Guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus.